we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Brittany Anderson here to bring you a really special, really interesting guest today. Uh, So the gentleman I'm going to introduce, beginning his career as a dentist after being elected into the National Dental Honor Society, the Omicron Kappa Upsilon, Dr. Kevin Kramer has dedicated the last 20 plus years to providing the Chico community with exceptional dental care specializing in full mouth cosmetic and implant dentistry. Kevin's commitment to excellence is exemplified by a multitude of continuing education certifications, including diplomat status in the International Dental Implant Association and fellowship status in the ICOI, placing him among the top 2% of dentists nationwide. As an entrepreneurial second-generation dentist, Kevin has successfully completed eight mergers and acquisitions. I think we got some stuff to learn from him. Uh, Driven by his passion for leadership and impact, Kevin takes pride in coaching and mentoring other doctors and businesses through the Kramer Leadership Institute. He's a speaker, an advisor, and a mentor. The vision of Kramer Leadership Institute is to provide knowledge, leadership, and inspiration to help dentists grow and achieve new levels of excellence. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. You know, I am so grateful to have you here. And I know we gave kind of the formal fancy introduction, but I would love straight from the horse's mouth to hear what got you to this point? Uh, You know, what got you from dentistry to leadership, to mentorship, everything that we just heard about? Well, to be honest, it's a little awkward to hear that, you know, and it's never, I don't love when people are self-proclamation, but you get to a stage in your career and you just want to help people. You know, I think it gets to this point where not only do you start to collaborate more, but you you start to ask, you know, how can I contribute? How can I give back? And and I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, that, that give back is huge. And I know uh, behind the scenes, you may or may not have a higher level of contribution through a book that you're about to release. So can you talk a little bit about what's been brewing and how you're contributing there? You know, as we go through our career and, and we kind of learn trips or t- tricks and tools of the trade, if you will. And and we know that success leaves clues, right? So I think uh, looking back on, okay, certain things we did, certain thoughts, certain, certain habits, certain behaviors contributed to our level of success. It's like, okay, um, you get to a point where maybe common sense isn't always so common. So it's like, how can we help empower people and help share that? And 
in today's day, sometimes we can we can get a, a mindset that certain people might say, oh, I just want a handout. I just want to, I deserve this as opposed to owning things. So, or, or taking accountability for our actions. So this book I'm writing is about having that ownership mindset or that growth mindset. It's called quantum accountability, meaning if we're going to see results and success in life, we have to be accountable and, and, and know that it's up to us to make those things happen. Mm. You know, a, a big theme of this podcast, Kevin, is we talk a lot about mindset and there's this notion of where money and mindset meet. You know, we, we are very fortunate where we've been able to work with a lot of business owners, a lot of people who have had great careers and great contribution in their lifetime. And now they're kind of looking at this, you know, what's next, this, this next chapter. So can you talk a little bit, cause you talked mindset I would just be curious on your personal take, how do you think mindset impacts money or wealth and how wealth maybe impacts mindset? Let's just, let's just put it wide open and wide out there. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that that's kind of the foundation in, in the, the awareness I like to present to people is it starts with your mindset. So it goes back to, you know, if our, if our mindset is our thoughts. Okay. It's what yeah. we think about. And, and every creator, every entrepreneur, every person, we take those thoughts and we mentally digest those and process those. And then we turn those into things or the physical reality. So the concept that thoughts become things. So our mindset has a huge impact on our financial success. And it's funny because, you know, we're all, we all come from a different stage in life. And, and so we, we grow up with various mentors. And if in life we are who our mentors are and coaches are and who our peer group is, if those are the two biggest influencers, then sometimes our mentors, our parents, um, for example, they may love us, but sometimes we develop some maybe bad habits or bad, bad thought processes. So we'll see that in, in society where, you know, they talk about being filthy rich or a dirty, rotten scoundrel, or, you know, I, I, um, so these terms that have negative connotations and one of my favorite ones is because I'm in an area where agriculture is big and particularly growing things on trees. So walnuts and almonds. And, and so I love the the statement like, oh, well, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, people used to say that. And and I jokingly say, well, actually it does in my area and the farmers can do quite well. So point is, if if money is a non-physical exchange of value, then the more value we provide and contribute to the world, then the more recompense that we can receive. So it's a good that thing. That is such a great answer. And, you know, it, it honestly makes me think, so as you're talking about, you know, value and contribution and this whole integration of the money and the mindset, you know, so often, especially in working with people that are coming off a lifelong career, uh, they're kind of looking at what is their next contribution? What's that next level of value that they can put out into the world? And you said something interesting earlier when you were talking about accountability and understanding, like it's up to us to pave the way. So let's just say hypothetically, Kevin, somebody is sitting in front of you. They were a business owner for many, many years. They've recently sold and they're like, oh, I'm too old to start over, or you can't teach, teach this old dog new tricks. What would you say to somebody sitting in front of you saying that? 
I mean, it's, it's a great question because it really comes back to why are we here, right? Mm -hmm. Why are we here on earth or what's our sense of purpose? And, and you and I like to say we're having, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And if we're having this experience then we're obviously here to relate and interact with other humans. So there's no right answer. We can do whatever we want. And so you can see scenarios where somebody works their whole life and they don't really enjoy it and have this sense of purpose. And then they retire and they're waiting for those golden years, as we used to say, right? And then maybe you'll hear the stories where, gosh, someone retires and then they pass away right away because now they've lost the meaning that they gave to life. So some people might work a certain career for a while and then decide, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell, I'm gonna have an exit. And then after some months or years might decide, hey, I'm ready to do something else. Or I'm, I'm ready to get involved again. Or some people might decide they're never going to retire because they, they enjoy it so much. So, I mean, there's no right answers, but I do have people who are further along in their career that will come to me and ask those questions. Well, what do I do now? And, and it's just a matter of going deep. You know, I love the John Mayer song. It's like, am I living it right? You know, so it goes back to what's your why, what's your purpose and why, you know, what fills you up I'm, and helping a person discover that and, and, and having a cadence of they're contributing, they're giving back and they're still recharging and growing in life. I think that's really important and it's different for everybody. Mm. You know, I, I think that's so true. And you know, there is this level of, of contribution that I think certain people really feel called towards. And then there's others who, you know, it can be a struggle. It can be really, really hard to, you, you know, you know, you reference their statistics around for some people, if they don't understand what their why is and what that next level of value is that they're set to provide into the world, there's kind of scary statistics that actually show mortality rates and things like that, that can happen when you lose that sense of purpose. So Kevin, I would be curious out of the people that you've supported and the different business owners that you have been able to mentor and help and shape, where is uh, some place that you feel people are getting in their own way? Where are they blocking themselves? Oh gosh. I mean, we all have blockages or blind spots and depending on where we are in our career and what we're doing, that can manifest in a lot of different ways. And so if we can just help a person see where those are for them and, and teach them to get out of their own way or kind of trust the process of a little bit of letting go, that can be really beneficial. So it's, it's finding that balance between paving the path and really taking massive action and then knowing when to like almost submit and let go to the process and trust I don't know the, the word that sometimes if you're a religious person is comes up as having a sense of faith that, you know, everything's going to be all right. And we can take massive action. We can make mistakes, but, and if it doesn't work out, that's okay. So does that answer your question? Does that help? Yes, it does. And, you know, you made me think of something as you were talking about like this leaning on potential faith and this taking massive action. I was reading something recently about how a lot of times, especially as a driven entrepreneur, the type A, and I can raise my hand over here, that there's so many great shiny objects and things that you can, you know, pursue and get excited about and the next big project, the next big business opportunity. <laughs> uh, but it was all about 
let's just call it this, this state of flow and this state of intention. And it talked about how, when you are truly moving towards what you are meant to do and the value that you're meant to put on this earth to provide, it feels more like a pull than a push, right? So you actually feel like you're being called towards something versus trying to trudge your way through uphill, you know, both ways in the mud and the wind and the sand and the snow and all of that. So I don't know if you have any comments on that, but I just find that to be so true just in my own journey, the pulls, uh, pay more attention to those than the pushes. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's a great way to put it. And, and getting in that state of flow is, is just in, 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 in being able to, that, that to me, like <laughs> it, it almost goes into the concept of energy a little bit where, yeah. um, when I talk about quantum accountability, I mean, the term is starts with the quantum, which is, you know, if we go back to quantum mechanics, quantum physics, it's, it's those smallest particles that we can't see with the human eye. We can't measure, but there's energy and there's force behind them. And we live in such a world of the mass, the physical reality that sometimes we forget about the non-physical or the energy behind those things that contribute to that. And as type A, as you said, as, as overachievers, we can push ourselves too hard and, and then we have to stop. And that's where we can be our own worst enemy and, and stop and go, okay, time out. Is this really where I want to be in life? And it's not that it's not that we have to be happy all the time. You know, happiness is not, it's not realistic to be happy all the time. It's okay for us to go through struggle and, and to, to push through in times, yet it's also when we get to a certain sense of success to really evaluate that purpose and, and recognizing if we are in that state of flow that you talk about. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that there's some people, and it sounds like Kevin, you are one of these, these people that I'm about to describe is that they're gifted the ability to have some level of introspection where you can pause and you can recognize, but unfortunately, I don't believe everybody necessarily has that hardwired in. So that's why, you know, I, I, I pull the word like mentor when I think about your bio and how you've been able to be a mentor for um, many other people in their journey and maybe help a little bit with that introspection, spreading that to others to, to maybe cover, would you call it earlier, the blind spots, right? The things that people, it may feel obvious to you, but maybe not so much to them. So I would be curious, and, and I will preface this by saying, as our audience members tuning in, if you're thinking, you know, hey, I'm coming off of a, a certain lucrative career or I'm shifting or I'm pivoting and I've had a level of success and I have some wisdom and knowledge that I can impart on others, I want you to tune into how Kevin's about to answer this, which he doesn't even know what I'm about to ask. But I would be curious, Kevin, what do you believe it takes to be an effective mentor, to be somebody who's actually helping make and initiate change? So you know that even the greatest most successful people have coaches, you know, they talk about professional athletes yeah. and, and even at their, the, the top of their career, they may be changing their swing or changing their shot or their approach, their footwork. And so wherever we are in our career, mentors are, are important because of our blind spots. And so we might be wealthier than them or 
more successful on a certain level, but we need those people to be there to help us recognize our blind spots. And sometimes, you know, there's an old Harvard study and book that came out on the knowing doing gap, right? So yeah. a lot of us at when at, we get to a stage in our career where we really know what to do, but are we actually doing it? And sometimes if we just hear it, you know, right place, right time, slightly differently worded, different angle, then all of a sudden, what do we look for is just those little, uh, those nuggets or those pearls or the light bulbs go off like, oh, I didn't think, I didn't think of it that way. And then, and then a mentor, a good mentor or coach will challenge you to kind of get, get stuff done and, and take that quantum leap or leap of faith, if you will, if it's into an arena where you might be a little uncomfortable going. Yeah, I can absolutely attest. Uh, I have a business coach who he's actually been on the podcast here. Jerome Myers is his name. So he has been wonderful. And the thing that I will say in having that outside perspective is I believe that be it a mentor or coach, whatever you want, whatever label you want to put on it, they ask really great questions. And again, it's questions that deep down you probably know the answer to, but you've never been asked in, in a way that maybe resonates or forces you to get really clear. So I think that, you know, if somebody is tuning into this and you're thinking, man, that's what I'm missing. I'm missing a coach. I'm missing a mentor. I'm missing somebody to really help push me to make those quantum leaps. Um, I think that somebody who asks great questions and have, who has a track history of that level of success is just, you can't put a price tag on what that can do for a person's growth and learning and expansion and, and all those great things that come with it. So I would be curious, Kevin, because my kids may disagree with this to a certain extent, but I believe that it is valuable to learn from other people's mishaps and to maybe help avoid some of those mishaps over time. So what is a time that you overcame a big struggle, a big roadblock? And as you came out of it, you looked back and said, man, that was, that was for me. That was not to me. That was for me as much as it didn't feel like it in the moment. I mean, that that's so much of life and we often don't realize it until after the fact. Okay. And, um, I mean, I am not someone that has this amazing story of, of struggle and strife. My, my um, my upbringing was middle-class and, um, the, the biggest things I've learned along the way are when I have had a vision or an idea and had the fear of, you know, should I go after that? Is that really the right thing? And, and you get, you get scared and uncertain and then you go for it and you look back afterwards and you say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did that. I remember when I decided to build my dream practice, if you will, my, um, one of my initial clinics. And I laid out this, this concept and this, this um, foundation for this really high level customized care. I didn't know how it was going to be received by the community. And so there was a lot of fear there. And then just taking that leap and going for it and then looking back and go, wow, that was a really great decision. So those to me have been the biggest things is just overcoming that the fear of the unknown. Right. And so that that's where you work with people where success leaves clues and with mentors that can help you with uh, just go for it. Mm. I mean, the, the worst thing that you 
have to be concerned about is is failure and failure is just a a stepping stone to the next success right mm. amen to that so i would be curious kevin actually you you bring up an interesting point you got to this point in your business where you were ready to you know, kind of shift directions, get a little bit more specialized, go all in in one path. What helped shape that decision for you? Like, why did you go that route? It all comes back to contribution and and how can I have a bigger impact, you know, in my world? I'm I'm one person in in a, in one town and in, in a state, and how can I have an impact? And so it started with me being impactful in my service industry. And then other people wanted to be a part of that. So started adding associates and partners and growing the bricks and mortar concept. And then, you know, going back to uh, dental school, Brittany, I, I almost dropped out um, because I was, I've always been a deep thinker and, and I, and I was always interested in philosophy and was always reading like really you know, deep philosophical and spiritual books. And I'm like, is this really the right way to go? And and I found meaning in in the giving and contributing to to my to my patients and then to our community by growing and my team members. And and then I've always, I think, like you mentioned earlier, that introspection, maybe having that deep thinking and really stopping and pausing and saying, okay, you know, am I in alignment with my ideal self or my higher self of who the, the best version of me that I can be in this uh, human experience? Hey, Brittany here. In case you hadn't heard, our latest book, Dream Architecture, is available for the taking. Think about it like this. What is your biggest, wildest dream of what retirement could look like. Not the dream that your friends have or your parents maybe had or your coworkers, your best dream, the unreasonable one, the one that you might have trouble admitting even to yourself. So that is what the dream architecture book is about. Hop on over to dreamarchitecturebook.com so you can start dreaming big today. It's a little interesting, Kevin, because literally as you were talking, the words that flashed in my mind were value alignment. So it's almost as if you read my mind of what my follow-up to this would be as you used the word alignment as it was popping in my head is, you know, it, it seems like in your journey that there were so many different times where you really came back to yourself and had to look at, you know, am I still aligned with what my values are? Is that still what I want? Have my values remain the same? So can you give some, some comment on value alignment? How do you stay true to yourself? And maybe as a follow-up to that, how do you help others do the same? Yeah, I actually talk about that in in the book coming out. And I and I talked about it at a virtual class I did recently. And and it's essentially goes back to like Benjamin Franklin. And yeah. and as we all know as business people, we know that, you know, what gets measured gets done. And and we know about scorecards and measurements and KPIs, metrics, whatever you want to call it, is that if we track things, we can monitor, get a gauge on them, and then have a way of seeing improvement over time. 
Well, Ben Franklin had a, he had a virtues tracker, right? And so you don't have to track just numbers or dollar signs. You can track your level of, I mean, I've got them on my wall, Ben Franklin's virtues, frugality, resolution, order, silence, temperance. So it, you can choose what are those values or virtues that are important to you. And then how could I monitor and measure those through my daily, daily activities and in, in my personal life? Mm -hmm. And I think that I, so for one, I think there's so much gold to that. And it can be really easy when you are chasing that proverbial success or that next level of value or, you know, whatever, insert whatever term you want. When you're chasing that next thing, if you don't have that solid understanding of what you're actually doing this all for and what's truly meaningful to you, it can be really easy to look around and find yourself in a scenario where you're like, how the heck did I end up here? Uh, how do I have all this on my plate? Where am I going? What am I doing? Who am I even? And then that's where my belief is, is that that existential crisis can come in where people end up just getting out of all of it because it's just too much. And really, if we would have had these moments of pause, of reflection, and of that recalculation or calibration of value alignment, a lot of pain could be solved uh, and a lot of heartache could be solved for. So, you know, I, I do, I, I want to push on a notion that you brought up before, because you made the comment about how you don't always have to be happy. You don't always have to be, you know, the positive ray of sunshine and it's okay to feel wherever you are. So I would love for our audience members, a few key takeaways, like when you are feeling down or discouraged, when life feels like it's a little bit much things are frustrating, whatever that is, what are some things that you do to kind of come out of that and bring yourself back to that ray of optimism? Yeah, it's a great question. And there are so many times in our lives where, where things aren't going as we'd like them, or we all get down and, and, and like the meaning we give to things. I think in today's day, sometimes people are giving way more meaning to that. And we're seeing some negative repercussions of that in certain statistics, as opposed to it starts with awareness and, and knowing that it's okay to be sad or be down at times. And, and knowing that some of that is related to our perspective and how we're comparing ourselves to others. And so all of the access to content online on social media and everything can lean to, as we're seeing in the younger generations, their perceptions of themselves. And so it starts with being aware of loving yourself, if you will, and, and knowing that it's okay. And we're all doing the best we can with what we have. But I think if, if anybody, whether it's a, a business situation that doesn't go well or, a, you know, if you're, if you've got kids, most everybody out there is at a time where they've thought like they've worried about their kid, you know, like, oh my gosh, what if this, I mean, cause raising kids is a, is quite an interesting journey. That's not always happiness. Right. So what, what I find really helpful in when things get down is, is success comes from a state of gratitude. So I will have a gratitude journal, or even on my phone now in my notes, all of these gratitude statements where I'll pull it up and I'll read all these things I'm grateful or thankful for, and it'll get me back out of that. So rather than focusing on what's not, I focus on what I have or what is, rather than focusing on what's missing, focusing on what is present. 
is really beneficial. And, and another thing that I like to do is I have a mantra where I'll just kind of, if you know, I feel like so much of what happens in our life and our success starts with our thoughts and our mindset, as we touched on earlier. And an example I like to make is like, we saw issues with obesity in this country in the eighties and nineties, where with our, our diet and what we were feeding ourselves, what we're eating was creating some negative repercussions and we're having people get significantly overweight. And so what we put in our body impacted who we became. I will argue that we're going into a state and we're currently in a stage right now in the 2020s and 2030s of what I would like to call mental obesity, where with AI coming out, with streaming content, with social media, we are inundated with so much information that I think it's important for us to be aware, put filters on and go, wait a second, what am I feeding my mind? So not only just our thoughts, but the external influences that we're letting in can have a huge impact. So what I'm feeding my mind will impact what I'm thinking about. And when that goes negative, I'll start saying my little mantra of positivity to bring me back up. And, and as we know in, in business and success, if we're going down the wrong direction, the sooner we take action, whether it's the right or wrong thing, and we course correct, the faster we're going to see a different result, which potentially could be the right result. So it's the same with negative thoughts. If we can come up with behavioral patterns where we can quickly course correct and get to us back to a positive state, then we can be happier a lot more of the time. Yeah. You know, you bring up some wonderful points there and I couldn't agree more on the notion of what we feed our minds is really where our focus and our attention goes. And, you know, I know we've had client conversations before where a client has said, you know, you turn on the news and regardless of what station you turn it on, how do you know what is true anymore? And now with AI and everything coming out there, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of question marks I think that will remain in people's minds. And that's why we are huge advocates of focusing on what you can control right? We can't control what the news media is putting out, what the global economists are saying or not saying, or what politicians are saying or not saying or not doing or doing. But what we can control is what we feed our minds and who we put ourselves around. I think there's so much to be said about that. And we talk all the time on here about the whole notion. I think it's Jim Rohn. You're the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. And there's so much uh, we could go a whole other direction with the podcast in, in that conversation. Alone. I was just going to I was just going to say the same exact thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a classic and it's so true. It, it really is. So Kevin, before I ask my last couple questions here, if somebody wants to get a hold of you to maybe get an, uh, on an early release list for your book or just get more details about how you do, who you are, how you serve, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, they can actually go to my website, which is kevinkramer.com. It's K-E-V-I-N-K-R-E-M-E-R.com. Awesome. So we will make sure that goes into the show notes. So Kevin, because this is the dream architect life podcast, after all, I would love to know what is one big dream or aspiration that you personally have for your future? It's to leave 
a lasting legacy of contribution and positivity to the world. I'm, I'm an optimist and I think the world needs positive energy all the time and a message of hope and that there's always opportunity out there for people who are looking for ways to help others and to contribute to the world. So mm. that's beautiful. And, you know, you made me think about, I recently did an interview with a gentleman named Brian Neal. He's the founder of blind zebra. Uh, he's an NFL ref, which is where the blind zebra name came from. So he does sales training, but we had this deep conversation towards the end of the podcast about energy and basically, do you believe it to be true? Do you believe that energy is actually something like tangibly that exists? And I said, I gave the example of how if you're ever questioning the notion of energy, and if you're tuning into this as a listener, you know, you've heard Kevin and I talk multiple times today already about energy and this notion. You know, I, I go back to when you get goosebumps, when somebody says something, does something, and you're like, wow, like I felt that, that's energy. And so something as small as that, I think people can relate to because everybody has had some sort of experience like that, or maybe on the, on the flip side, you know, you're, you're walking through, I'll use myself. You're walking through like an airport parking lot by yourself in the dark after a long flight and you get the little prickles on the back of your neck and you're like, I got to have my antennas up to something. This maybe isn't a great spot or whatever. So again, energy, not the good kind, but it's just energy. So I think because you've mentioned that so many times, Kevin, and I'm such a big believer in that as well, that that's just something I want to call out that it's real. And what we're talking about here is absolutely it's, it's tangible. You can feel. So I don't know if you have any more comments on that. It's a major component and it's hard to quantify because we live in this physical reality. So it's hard to say if we say, you know, if we get into the um, quantum physics of it and we get on the particulate size and we say, you know, what percentage of things is actually open space and energy as opposed to physical matter. But the, the the important thing I think in success is knowing that the thoughts we have, the mindset, our virtues, our decisions, those are non-physical things that form in our head that we then choose what we want to think and what we want to take action on. And then we take action on that. We live our life in this on what car we're going to drive, what business we're going to have, what partners we're going to, who we're going to work with and all of that. And all of that is as a result of that determines the level of abundance we have in life. And so it's a bit of in that quantum accountability or what we think we're defining and laying the foundation for who we are as a person. And then we take action. What we do then determines what we have and that level of abundance gives us feelings, which are biochemical and energy of I'm happy. I'm in a state of joy. And so that's, that is kind of what I would say is the harmony where when your thoughts, actions, and your feelings are all aligned and you're in harmony, that would go to that energy is in that state of flow that you talked about. Mm. Does that make sense? It, it does. And I think that's actually a great example. Um, it's actually one of the best explanations that I've heard, actually, that whole chain of events. So I think that was wonderfully stated. Kevin, my last question is, what didn't I ask you that I should have? What did I leave on the table here? 
Well, I think what what you've done, Brittany, with the Dream Architect is pretty impressive. So I commend you for that. It's clear that you and Brian are giving back to the world and empowering so many people that it's great to continue to speak and, and interact with people like yourself. Well, thank you. And I know Mr. Sweet is tuning into this, so he will absolutely love that as well. It is all about contribution and really helping people think even bigger and more expansive in nature. And you have absolutely contributed to that today, Kevin. So thank you for your time with us today. It's greatly appreciated. And it's my pleasure. And, you know, my email is kevin at kramerleadership.com. And I'm always open to help if anyone has any questions. I'm here. I'm more than happy to, to converse, help, and give feedback. Awesome. That is such a gift. Uh, that wraps up today's episode of the Dream Architect Life podcast. If you liked what you heard here, be sure to share it with a friend pass on the value and throw us a like so that you are the first to know when every new episode drops. We will catch you right back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.